Okay, so we've thought about how following Jesus has to make a difference to our diaries, to the way that we spend and use our time. We also thought about how for followers of Jesus, a day is evening, then morning. Now that means that the first major thing that we do every day is sleep. Apparently on average we spend about 26 years of our life sleeping, and apparently 7 years just trying to get to sleep. That's 9,490 days, or 227,760 hours of sleep. It's one of the things that we spend most time doing in our lives. However, that figure is likely to go down and down because there's an epidemic of sleeplessness in our society. We live in a time where there are so many things to keep us from a good night's sleep. Whether it's worrying about life, binging on Netflix or flicking through YouTube. And during this pandemic, which we're still in as I record this, many have been struggling to sleep. For some, daytime has become nighttime and good patterns for sleeping and waking up have vanished. Of course, there are seasons in life where sleep will escape us. There are, there are times where love keeps us awake. Feeding babies, changing wet bed sheets, sitting beside someone in a hospital bed. But while love may sometimes require us to forego sleep, it is important that as followers of Jesus, we, we do get good night's sleep. But how? Well, Jesus actually thinks teaching us how to get a good night's sleep amid the chaos of our lives and this world, it's worth giving a whole discipleship training session too. There was this time where Jesus was travelling with some of his disciples across a lake. And we can read about this in Mark chapter 4. A storm came and it was so bad that the disciples, some of whom were experienced fishermen, were terrified and they feared for their lives. It must have been a terrible storm. Now where's Jesus as all this is going on? We read that he's asleep on a cushion. The disciples, they rushed to him and said, Teacher, don't you care that we're going to die? And in, in one of the great moments of the Bible, Jesus wakes up and speaks to the storm. And he just says, quiet, be still. Of course, as the one who spoke everything into existence in the first place, the storm listens to Jesus and does end up quieting down. He brings calm to that situation. Now, while the stilling of the storm is mind-blowing, perhaps just as astonishing to some of us is the fact that Jesus is able to sleep in the middle of a potentially life-threatening storm. How is he able to do that? Like, how is he able to be so at peace, even in the face of potential death? Well, Jesus is, is just teaching us a lesson from the Psalms. Remember, he is the, the chief singer and prayer of the Psalms. And in Psalm chapter 3, it says, I lay down and slept, I woke again, for the Lord sustained me. Now that's not written by someone who had it easy in life. Verse 1 of that psalm says this, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul, there's no salvation for him in God. 
This is someone facing personal, spiritual, physical attacks, not from a handful of people, but thousands all around him. But he knew that the Lord sustained him. Jesus knew the love, the protection, the care of the Father, and it enabled him to go to sleep, even in the middle of a storm. It enabled him to sleep in all of the different situations that went on in his life, all of the chaos that was going on in his life. Rather than staying up, worrying about the storm, Jesus rested and slept in the love and the protection of the Father. We all know life is chaotic and storm-like at times. There are tons of things which could keep us up at night. But we can sleep well as we learn to trust the Father with, with the world, with our worries, knowing that we can throw all of our anxieties on him because he cares for us. So getting a good night's sleep starts with our theology, with what we think and what we believe about God. Do we know him as our loving, protecting father who works in our world even when we're asleep? Do we know him as our father who is at work in us even in the middle of storms and the chaos of life? Someone said, show me your sleep pattern and I'll show you your theology because we all preach a sermon in and by our sleep. I wonder for us, what do we say in our sleep? But also, what do the things that prevent us from sleeping say about us? Like I said earlier, there are, there are good reasons, loving reasons why we might go without sleep. But a guy called David Murray said this, what I do instead of sleep shines a spotlight on my idols. What do our habits and patterns before sleep say about us? Someone else, Tish Harrison Warren said, our sleep habits both reveal and shape our loves. A decent indicator of what we love is that which we willingly give up sleep for. This is not to guilt trip anyone, but just to say to each one of us, let's have a look at the way we approach sleep and ask, what does it say about what I believe, what I love, what I value? And how can I be someone who approaches sleep and goes to sleep like Jesus, like a disciple of Jesus? In the next video, we'll, we'll look at some reasons why it is good to get sleep and a good night's sleep. But for now, let's take some time to think about how Jesus sleeps, to learn from him how to get a good night's sleep, and to think about how we approach sleep and, and ask what might we need to turn away from? Uh, and what do we need Jesus to teach us about who God is, who we are, so that we might get a good night's sleep?